talk about listening. An interesting topic that I think many of us think we do better than we really do. The jumping off point for this discussion is a book called Coactive Coaching, Changing Business, Transforming Lives, the book that helped define the field of professional coaching. This is the third edition, and it's by Henry Kimsey House, Karen Kimsey House, Philip Sandel, and Laura Withworth. This book is kind of the cornerstone of the coaching methodology that I've been studying under at CTI. And there's a particular chapter on listening that I was reading. It's chapter three. In this chapter, they outline three different levels of listening. And this terminology comes up frequently in the courses. And I thought it was interesting to think of coaching and also my interest in meetings and seeing a real similarity in that both of them are facilitation exercises. And in being a good facilitator, you often need to be a really good listener. And so I thought it'd be fun to kind of explore these three levels of listening. So this chapter, chapter three in this book on page 31, kind of just sets the context for listening. And I thought this is very true. Quote, to be listened to is a striking experience, partly because it is so rare. When another person is totally with you, leaning in, interested in every word, eager to empathize, you feel known and understood. People open up when they know they're really being listened to. They expand. They have more presence. They feel safer and more secure as well, and trust grows. This is why listening is so important to coaching and why it is the first of the five contexts we discuss. I'd also add, that's why I think it's also important to meeting facilitation as well. Then, then on the next page, they go on to say, most of us would say our friends are generally good listeners because they're willing to suspend their judgment of us and sometimes will even be quiet and hear our stories. And yet, too often, when we really want just to be listened to, our families, friends, and coworkers, with the best of intentions in the world, want to solve the problem or take care of the feelings. Effective coaching, whether you are a trained coach or this employee's manager, requires effective listening, attuned and adept. The best listeners know how to examine the listening interaction. Interaction is the right word, too, because listening is not simply passive hearing. This is action and listening. What's interesting about the discussion here, too, is there's this notion of active listening. And where active listening tends to be you're mirroring in real time as the person is sharing. You are mirroring what you're hearing to give the other person a sense that you're understanding or acknowledging what they're saying. I find active listening to be kind of painful. <laughs> it's often not done very well. And sometimes you just feel like you're kind of talking to yourself and it's not, it's not real authentic or genuine. In other words, it's easy as the other person to just kind of go through the motions so you can kind of get to what you want to say, which is a nice, that doesn't always happen, but it's a nice segue into the three. So there's three different levels here and it's a nice segue into level one. Quote, at level one, our awareness is on ourselves. We listen to the words of the other person, but our attention is on what it means to us personally. At level one, the spotlight is on me, 
my thoughts, my judgments, my feelings, my conclusions about myself and others. Whatever's happening with the other person is coming back to us through a diode, a one-way energy trap that lets information in but not out. We're absorbing information by listening but holding it in a trap that recycles it. At level one, there's only one question. What does this mean to me? I think you also see, often see this in conversations where you can tell that someone is listening, but they're only, <laughs> they're not truly listening. They're, they're basically remaining quiet so that you can finish what you're saying so that they can say what they really want to say with often little overlap between what you said and what they want to say. So there's a time, and to be clear, there is a time and a place for level one listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, if you're if you're about to get arrested or, uh, I don't know, you're in a dangerous situation, you you very clearly need to be thinking about, you know, how does this affect me and what do I need to do? Uh, typically those interactions are one way and, and, you know, that fits the context of those interactions. Why I picked getting arrested, I have no idea. I've never been arrested, but it just seemed to make sense. <laughs> All right, level two, focused listening. And again, I'm quoting from the book, page 35. At level two, there is a sharp focus on the other person. Sometimes you can see it in each person's posture, both leaning forward, looking intently at each other. There's a great deal of attention on the other person and not much awareness of the outside world. And skipping ahead a little bit to the next page. Level two listening is the level of empathy, clarification, collaboration. It is as if there is a wired connection between the coach and client. At this level, coaches are unattached to self, their agenda, their thoughts, or their opinions. At level two, coaches are so focused on the client that the mind chatter virtually disappears and coaching becomes almost spontaneous. As a coach, you are no longer trying to figure out the next move. In fact, if your attention is on trying to come up with what to say next, what brilliant question to pose to the client, that should be a clue that you are listening at level one inside your own experience. So in other words, if you find yourself plotting your next move or next comeback or, you know, how can I really stick it to this person or get their attention what they're saying here is that you're not in level two. You're actually in level one because it's become all about you. I will, I'll say I, this is something I absolutely love about coaching is when I'm working with someone and I'm in this kind of level two place, it's true. Like all the chatter, all the distractions, all the things that I'm worried about there, they vanish because I'm focusing all of my energy on totally taking in what the other person is saying. And what's very fascinating about this is often when I'm doing that at my best, the next questions just naturally pop into, like they just happen. The, the conversation just flows. And often the insights just kind of tend to pop out of nowhere. So one encouragement I have here is if you're a meeting facilitator, or maybe you're participating in a meeting, trying to listen with that level of attention to detail, you might find some really great insights, answers, 
maybe solutions to a problem that the team is trying to solve that other people aren't able to see that could end up benefiting everyone. So if you're in a meeting where, you know, you're trying to, the, the team is trying to solve a particular problem, if you can just, just take in what's, just take the discussion and just take in the different information without, again, thinking, how is this going to affect me? How can I protect myself here? How can I make the first move there? How can I make sure I get what I need from this person? But if you can actually just listen to just take in the information that you're hearing and the full essence of what's going on, you'd be shocked at some of the epiphanies, new ideas, new directions the discussion might be able to go. And then there's the third level, which is level three. This is called global listening. I'll confess, this one, this is one I'm working on. This is kind of the more, uh, I don't know, mysterious to me. <laughs> but it's definitely, there's definitely some amazing stuff that happens at this level as well. So quoting from page 37. When you listen at level three, you listen as though you and the client were at the center of the universe, receiving information from everywhere at once. It is as though you are surrounded by a force field that contains you, the client, and an environment of information. Level three includes everything you can observe with your senses, what you hear, smell, and feel, the tactile as well as the emotional sensations. Level three includes the action, the inaction, and the interaction. If level two is hardwired, then level three is like a radio field. The radio waves are entirely invisible, yet we trust they exist because we hear music coming from the radio. In level three listening, we are hearing the radio waves. They cross our antenna and become information we can use. But it takes a special receiver to pick up on level three, and most people need practice because they don't often make use of level three awareness the way a coach does. For many people, this is a new realm of listening. And then skipping down a little bit more to the bottom of the next page. To listen at level three, you must be very open and softly focused. Sensitive to subtle stimuli, ready to receive information from all senses, in your own sphere, in the world around you, and in the world around your client. The environment itself is giving you information you can use in your coaching, even when you can't instantly articulate what it is you are sensing. Sometimes this environment is shouting, sometimes it is whispering. In the context of a product meeting, this could be the energy that you're sensing from the people. So maybe there's a sense of agitation in two or three people, or maybe there's a lot of silence. Maybe a lot of people are kind of pondering. Maybe there's a lot of interrupting, like maybe energy is really high and, and people can't wait to get their thoughts in. This is, again, I admit, this is, this is the the most challenging of these different levels for me is something I'm continuing to work on. And the, one of the best ways to work on it is to take chances and just throw stuff out. If you're in a situation where you feel you're sensing that there's something else going on, then there often is, <laughs> is to call it out. So to say, I'm really sensing that energy is kind of low, that we've kind of running out of ideas here or that people are tired. Is that accurate? And you may find that you were spot on and you may find that you were close or you may find that you were just completely off base. But no matter what the response is, well, if you're not right on, you'll often find that even being slightly off base will, will 
people will help you course correct to get to what's really going on. Uh, in fact, there's there was one uh, coach that I talked to who was an assistant in several of the classes I took, and they were saying that they have a knack for always throwing out the wrong thing, but that that wrong thing <laughs> inevitably is the spark that gets to the right answer. So I think this takes practice. And, uh, you know, hopefully over time, your uh, percentage of accuracy goes up. But there's very little harm in, in being wrong or throwing out a wrong impression of what you sense is going on at this, uh, in, in this kind of level three listening. Another article I came across and I was doing just a little bit of research for this uh, talk was a Harvard Business Review article titled, What Great Listeners Actually Do. Stated July 14th, 2016, and it's by Jack Zinger and Joseph Folkman. They kind of summarized some of their conclusions and what they had four main findings about good listening. And, and I thought I'd share those here as well. Good listening is the first one is good listening is much more than being silent while the other person talks. Good listening was consistently seen as a two way dialogue rather than a one way speaker versus hearer interactions. Interaction. The best conversations were active. And that's often what happens in the coactive coaching model too. And, and good meetings too. There's, there's kind of that back and forth give and take because each person is thoughtfully considering what the other person is saying and taking it in and not being so focused about how does this affect me? The second finding they listed was good listening included interactions that build a person's self-esteem. Quote, good listening was characterized by the creation of a safe environment in which issues and differences could be discussed openly. I think the key to that, again, is that level two listening where the listener is not attached to what is being shared and not focusing on how it affects them personally. They're just simply taking the information in. Their third finding was good listening was seen as a cooperative conversation. Quote, good listeners may challenge assumptions and disagree, but the person being listened to feels the listener is trying to help, not wanting to win an argument. That, oh, that, could, that is so key, not wanting to win an argument. I don't think anything shuts people down faster than when they feel like, it, well, I, I take that back. Some people seem to love to argue. I, I have no... <laughs> I have no interest in, or taste in, in liking to argue. So I can't relate to this one at all. But I think most people would agree that when there's an argument going on, the listening level on both sides is usually not very high. And then their fourth finding was good listeners tend, tended to make suggestions. I thought this was interesting. Quote, perhaps what the data is telling us is that making suggestions is not in itself the problem. It may be the skill with which those suggestions are made. Another possibility is that we're more likely to accept suggestions from people we think are good listeners. So what I take away from this is, yes, I'm far more apt to listen to someone that I trust and that I really feel has my best interests at heart, and that understands me. And that usually comes from someone that has thoughtfully listened to what I have to share and in the way that they're listening, conveyed the sense that they're not 
judging what I'm saying. And it's not all about them and how it affects them. There's just, I wish I could describe exactly what it's like, but I think, I don't know, be curious for feedback on this. I feel like I kind of know it when I see it, but maybe there's a better way to describe it that, that someone out there can suggest. So I'll have links to this book that I read from called Coactive Coaching. It's a great book. It's, it's primarily focused on coaching, but there's a lot of just people-relating stuff that can be gained from the book as well. And then also link to the uh, article I found in the online Harvard Business Review. One last thing, I'm expanding my coaching practice and taking new clients. So if you or someone you know is looking for a way to move past the things that are holding them back to reach the things that they really want, I'd love to help. And even if you're not sure what those things are, all the more reason coaching might be a great option for you. Uh, There's nothing to lose here and everything to gain. I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. We'll get started with a free 30-minute strategy session. So if that's of interest, send an email to podcast at johnpolster.com and we'll take it from there. The strategy session is just a really nice way to uh, get a sense for what it's like to work with me, what the coaching process is like, and to see if we are a fit for working together. I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening to The John Polster Show. Notes, links, and all that other good stuff for this episode are at johnpolster.com slash podcast. If you have questions or ideas for the podcast, send those to podcast at johnpolster.com. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music on this podcast, which is licensed under a Creative Commons license and can be found at incompetech.com. 